listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. Hello. We're here to talk about fun, odd news stories. Sometimes they're real. Sometimes they're fake. We don't know. No, we have no idea. We do very little research. <laughs> but to start with, how was your week? It was great. Uh, nothing phenomenal happened, so I don't have anything really weird to talk about. Mm-hmm. How was your week? It was fine. Yeah. Nothing to report. Boy, it was boring for us. <laughs> both Just a boring week. Yeah. That's okay. No homecoming dance prom stories. No, no, not really. I talked about Hudson getting his kiss, didn't mm-hmm. I? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. He's been in a funk lately. When I was leaving to come over here, mm-hmm. he was getting on Libby's bicycle, the only bicycle we have anymore, with a painter's tarp underneath his butt on the seat and said he was going to find somewhere to sit, but he didn't want to get his jeans dirty. And huh. so I was like, okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, man. So I'm sure he's just going to go hang out in the field down there like some weirdo. So <laughs> <laughs> I say, he was riding that bike yesterday. Yeah. I waved to him. I was hoping he'd ride by and, and speak, but he, I guess he's too cool. He's been in a little funk lately. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. He won't talk about it. So just huh. regular teenage stuff. It's it's fun. Everyone I was about to say, have. yeah, being a teenager, we remember the good stuff. but It's difficult. Yeah, it's tough. He's got himself in this pickle. With his girl that he took to homecoming, and now he's got another girl he's committed to go into homecoming with at another school. <laughs> okay. And I don't think he knows how to get out of it, huh. out of either one, without making the other one mad. So I was like, well, that's the rule, you know. Like, <laughs> you can't serve two masters. <laughs> I was just like, look, man. It's, I was like, it's incredibly difficult to be a player normally. I was like, but now with social media – <laughs> and and everybody has a camera in their pocket. It's like it's it's got to be impossible to do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're gonna get caught by one or the other. So just think about that. And he's like, well, I'm just gonna say I'm going as friends with the Brookwood girl. I was like, that's not gonna work. I tried that. Then <laughs> 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 they they don't really like you going as friends with somebody else. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so I think that may be part of it. Plus, just regular teenage hormone stuff. So, right, right. Anyways, that's enough about Hudson. He's become a, a pretty big topic on the show. <laughs> he really has, yeah. I, I do want to say, I was telling you, I got a new phone. I don't have a case for it yet. And living life without a case on your iPhone, it might be the biggest thrill <laughs> That I've ever experienced. Wow. There's so I can only dream. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's so it's exhilarating because every time you pull it out of your pocket, there's a chance it could be broken for forever. <laughs> you know? Right. It's so it, you're hyper aware the whole time of how you're setting it down, how you're picking it up. It's been wild. I would like to hear from the audience on this mm-hmm. because apparently there's a lot, there's more people out there like, okay, when fir- when smartphones first came about, a, yeah. a case was almost required. Right. Because yes. the glass was, you could you could shatter the glass on it. Yeah. And, You'd shatter it doing nothing. Just yeah. put it in your pocket. But people say that now they're a lot more durable. And I know that there's a, a sizable amount of consumers these days who don't use cases. Oh, yeah. 
just don't ever have one. I will always use so, one. <laughs> have we made it to a point, though, where I could drop this and it won't break? Why don't you just try it and I'm, see? I'm, no. <laughs> I'm too scared. I don't know what the deal is, but I would feel more comfortable with a mm-hmm. case. Because I do. I'll drop a phone on you every now and then. Yeah, I know they came out with the Gorilla Glass, and it was supposed to start getting incorporated into phones. Yeah. It's uh, something about it's melding the technologies of gorillas and glass together <laughs> to make it super strong. Sure. It, which I guess it could still shatter, but I think it's supposed to be like resistant to that now. Okay. Well, cool. I don't know. I'm, my case is supposed to be coming today. Okay. I've been without one for five days now. I would Four ask days. you what kind of case it is, but there's a, what a million different brands of cases yeah, out I, there. So. Deidre kept asking me, yeah, like, do you want one that has this or this or whatever? And I was fine. Like, I don't just order me a case. I don't want it to look like a girl's case. <laughs> and I was like, other than that, I don't care if it's waterproof, if it has a stand on the back of it. I don't care about none of that. And she was like, two unicorns kissing sparkles. <laughs> sure. Gotcha. <laughs> and even if I got that, I would use it like normal anyways. <laughs> I don't care. That wasn't matter. <laughs> right. But I was just like, yeah, that was my only requirement. Uh-huh. And she, well, she asked me about something today. Oh, shampoo at the grocery store. Okay. I was like, I need some new shampoo. And she's like, well, what kind do you want? And I was like, I, I don't care. And she was like, well, do you want two-in-one or you know three-in-one? or what? I was like, I, I don't care. What's a three-in-one? I think it's I've shampoo, conditioner, one. and body wash. It's like a oh, one, okay. one-stop so shop. One, yeah. one gelatinous yes. material cleans your, your cleaning needs. Cleans your balls just as good as it cleans your hair <laughs> and if, your face. If we could somehow work toothpaste into there, sure, right. <laughs> then that would be the ultimate. But she kept going, well, well, what do you want out of your, you know, and I was like, Deidre, my entire life. (laughs) I was like, never once has anyone been like, your hair looks great or your hair looks bad, depending upon the shampoo that I use. Mm -hmm. And no one has told me ever that my hair smells good. So I don't (laughs) care. I don't care about the scent. Just go grab one off the shelf. And that's what she did. So Uh, are you familiar with head and shoulders? Oh, yeah. I know about head and shoulders. Well, if you go to Walmart. There's an off-brand great value that comes in a bottle that looks almost just like it. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, well, that's the same sure. stuff. Sure. It is the same stuff, right? That's what I use. Yes. <laughs> Look, we got some dander shampoo one time. I don't know, it may have been heads and shoulders, head and shoulders. And so I had been using like three and one stuff or whatever, and I ran out. And so I grabbed it, put it on my head, you know, soap it up on my head. Rub a little bit on my chest, <laughs> rub a little bit down on the on the my taint and everything. Let me tell you, it tingles. <laughs> It'll wake you up real fast in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it tingles real bad. I don't remember what brand that was, but huh. yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I just think the shampoo soap uh, industry is one big racket. Mm-hmm. Like, is there that much difference? In uh, in like the Equate shampoo versus the good brand Pantene. I don't even know what a good brand of shampoo is. I think a lot of it it probably is marketing. Yeah, but now don't don't tell my wife that. Well, I know they just like that too. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I have two bottles of stuff in uh-huh. our shower, and she has like seventeen bottles and creams and everything else. 
I sort of feel like, look, I, I don't know if it's making the difference you think it's making. You, remember, you look fine. I remember when I was a kid, my dad used to use this shampoo called Dinorex. I know. I remember Dinorex. It came in like a little 15-ounce yeah, bottle. Yeah, it was small. That looked like a suntan lotion to, like, yes. bottle. And it was like super expensive. Sure. And then when you cracked the, the seal on it, it smelled like medicine from right. the, from like the 1920s or something like yes. that. Well, now, was it... Uh, it had some like it was some kind of medicated yeah. dandruff shampoo. Right, my dad yeah. used it. I was trying to think if it was dandruff or hair growth or mm-hmm. something like that. I knew it was I, just, one I wonder the other. if that's still around. I ain't seen that I don't in forever. Know. Not since I was a kid. I don't know. But as does any man out there care about shampoo? I'm sure there are, but not, yeah, there's not a, I. <laughs> I was talking about like your normal. That makes it sound like I'm saying people who care about their shampoo are abnormal. That's not mm-hmm. what I mean. I was talking about your old slump of a guy who works a job and comes home and eats hamburger helper. Right. You know, those type of people. Tiny, the people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> You're talking about the the guy who's going to treat himself and yeah. get like the good shampoo. Right. And- I imagine the guys that care about their sh- their shampoo brand are the same guys who get like pedicures and manicures. And probably watch sex in the city. Yeah, right. And <laughs> look decent when they're dressed. Like you see guys, I, when I, it doesn't matter what I wear, I look like a dope. In it. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. you can put a three face tux on me. You can put uh, whatever on me. I look the same no matter what. And there are guys, when you look at it, you're like, Man, that dude looks sharp, you know? His <laughs> right. shoes and pants and all that look good. His clothes fit him well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do I get to that point? I would like to be, but do I have to start caring about shampoo to get to that point? I don't know if you have to do that to start with, but that's going right. to be a conversation that you're going to have with your <laughs> mentor <laughs> later on well, at some point. <laughs> somebody get me on uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, you know? Yes. That would be a wild episode. Well, the whole time I was just like quoting scripture to them. I think the first thing you're going to do, John, is they're going to take you to Lens Crafters. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be step sure. one. <laughs> yes, probably. If I was on that show, the step one would be the gym. That would yeah. be my oh, first. I'm going to need a little bit of that too. <laughs> that would be my first step. Yeah, I'm going to need a little bit of gym action. <laughs> I should definitely eat better and all that. Yeah. I just, man, I, I, I lost. I don't know, maybe 25 pounds here recently. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm already back on pimento and cheese. Like, I just have <laughs> no willpower. I don't know how do people keep the willpower. I don't mm-hmm. have that. That's why I can't gamble. You <laughs> right, know? yeah. I just, I don't have the willpower to stop. Huh. I might could temporarily stop. I can't stop eating. I'm a glutton, you know? I know what that's like. I love it. Food is so good. <laughs> Food is so good. And there's a bit of me that wants to blame like big agriculture or something for your like high fructose corn syrup that's in everything. I'm like, that's making me fat. Not John, you keep shoving stuff in your mouth is making me fat. Maybe that's it. People who eat healthy, yeah, rarely eat a lot. Sure. Because health food don't it's not that tasty. Yeah, it doesn't so taste maybe that's right. it. Yeah. If you start eating right and start eating health food, you won't eat as much. That may be it. Maybe that's it. If if I could just somehow not have to buy snacks for the house, I wouldn't eat them. Mm-hmm. But the kids need, I don't know why they need snacks. They're all old enough now. They don't need a snack. They're not babies. <laughs> right. We should just not buy snacks anymore. But if Nutty Buddies are available, I'm eating them. 
and I'm gonna eat all of them. I don't know what Deidre, what how Deidre is, but in this house, uh, like there's like a a line of demarcation between food that I can have and food that's just for the kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and, we don't have that. Well, I was gonna say there's <laughs> been several times there has been outright aggression on my part. <laughs> there has been an invasion, no multiple incursions by me. But I remember one time when Eli, he was just a little bitty guy. I came home from work and I poured myself a glass of chocolate milk. And Tara, she got on me. She says, that's Eli's chocolate milk. And I looked at her and I said, oh, it's, this is Eli's? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had no idea that Eli took his own money <laughs> right. that he earned from his job and then went and got in his car and used his gas to drive to the store <laughs> and then used his money to buy this chocolate milk and come back and put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> had no idea. Had no idea. Never happened again. <laughs> I... I like the way you handled that because I would have thought all that, but I would have probably been like, well, Eli's chocolate milk is one cup short now and just left it at that. Yeah. I feel like that would have been less confrontational and less problems. Deidre is, I love my wife. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I love my wife more than anything. We're going around a grocery store. She's like, I need to lose weight. She's doing her whole like, I don't know why she's got this body issue thing that she has. She's got a beautiful body. Love. Mm-hmm. She's not overweight in any way. Anyways, so I'm just like, Deidre, I don't care. So we get to the ice cream. She's like, I want some ice cream. <laughs> so I have like the moral quandary of, do I hold you accountable for what you were saying earlier? The answer is no. <laughs> or do I let you get ice cream? You know? And so I was like, you sure? You know, are you are you sure you want some ice cream? She's like, yeah, it's buy one get one free. I was like, can't pass up a deal. I understand. <laughs> I was like, because I'm gonna eat it if you get it. Yeah. It's fine with me. And so we ended up getting it. We ate lunch, and then when I was walking over here, she's like, I don't need a bowl of ice cream, but I guess I'm gonna get one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, I have that like, exact same line of thinking. I was just like, just get it. Quit acting like you don't. It, like it's not a big deal. I know for me, like I've never been one. <laughs> I've never been big on accountability anyway. Sure. I'm certainly not going to start with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like to me, I don't. I, I don't think Deidre looks bad. That's what mm-hmm. I tell her. Like I don't think you look bad. It's like even if you did put on a hundred pounds, I wouldn't care. Is that right? It's like we we could have to fork you like. <laughs> forklift you out of the house i wouldn't care like, <laughs> i didn't marry you for any of that that's just like an added bonus you know so i was like eat what you want to just quit talking about it all the time right you know that's worse to me well what do we got as far as odd news oh, okay goes? well it's been a great day of odd news so i've got a uh, utah student that's in a bit of trouble we're going to talk about uh the beyond meat chief operating officer and we're going to talk about a lady who really likes batteries. Okay. Yeah. I have a story about volcanic eruptions in the Pacific. I okay. have a story about the CIA launching their first podcast. Oh, they're trying to compete? I guess so. Uh, I, I tell s- you what, I don't want to go up against the CIA. No. Nah. We're just real talk. I think we can win. <laughs> I think we can beat them. I think you think wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can beat them. Hey, yeah. What if Earth Oddity was a CIA site? That's exactly what I was about to say. (laughs) What if we've been the CIA all along? 
<laughs> that would be is always the ones you least suspect. Exactly. <laughs> but I want to start off with this one, and this one comes from waxy.org. So waxy dot fair and balanced. Yes. Everyone, everyone knows you get your trustworthy news from yeah, Waxy. Sure. That's that's a Project Mockingbird <laughs> website if I've ever heard of one. A mysterious voice is haunting American Airlines in flight announcements, and nobody knows how. Okay. Ooh, Ooh, it go. might be a ghost. <laughs> Here's a fun Friday mystery for you. This was written on Friday. There are multiple reports of a mysterious voice grunting, moaning, and groaning on American Airlines in-flight announcement systems. Sometimes lasting the duration of the flight, and no one knows who who's responsible or how they did it. Huh. Uh, I'm assuming no one's joining the Mile High Club. Maybe. That's, that was my thought. <laughs> yeah. Is this just the pilot, like, covering up? But uh, uh, actor-producer Emerson Collins, he was the first to post video from his Denver flight. This was back in September. Oh, they're flying into Denver? This yeah. is Illuminati stuff. <laughs> 100% <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> We got some audio here. Let's see if we can hear it. Okay, so no mystery. Someone's joining the mile. I say, yeah. Like that's I clearly know what that is. Yeah. I, I thought it was me to begin with. Says that this is the only video evidence so far, but Emerson is one of several people who have experienced this on multiple different American Airlines flights. Uh, other people have reported similar experiences going as far back as July. Um and then it goes on to list several different uh, incidents that people have written about. In July, Bradley P. Allen wrote, My wife and I experienced this during a American Airlines flight. In July, to be clear, it was just sounds like the moans and groans of someone in extreme pain. Uh, okay. Uh, the crew said that this happened before and no, with no explanation. It occurred briefly three or four times early in the flight and then stopped. On September 18th, an anonymous report was passed on where they said, uh, currently on American Airlines 1631, and someone keeps hacking into the PA and making groaning and screaming sounds. The flight attendants are standing by their phones because it isn't them, and the captain just came on and told us they don't think the flight systems are compromised. That's what you want to hear the sure. pilots say. Yeah. We don't, we don't think the flight systems are compromised. <laughs> Look, guys, we, at this time, we don't think <laughs> that anything's compromised. Uh, so we will finish the flight to DFW. Sounded like a male voice, and it wouldn't last more than five or ten seconds before being stopped. Uh, and has intermittently happened on and off all flight long. Huh. So... The official response comes from the L.A. Times. They, they followed up with American Airlines, and they says, quote, Our maintenance team thoroughly inspected the aircraft and the PA system and determined that the sounds were caused by a mechanical issue with the PA amplifier, which raises the volume of the PA system when the engines are running. 
uh, said Sarah Jantz, a spokesperson for American. Jantz said that the PA systems are hardwired with no external access and no Wi-Fi component. The airline's maintenance team is reviewing the additional reports. Jantz did not respond to questions about how many reports it has received and whether the reports are from different aircrafts. Hmm. So, well, I mean, it didn't sound like an engine to me. No. <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> it sounded like uh, what are those? The Cenobites, those little uh, like pinheads. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. It sounded more like a goat or something. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But what it, if their engine is like a goat running yeah. in like a big giant wheel <laughs> cylinder trying thing. to get like a carrot? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna have to run pretty fast to get an airplane off the ground. <laughs> Well, they have multiple goats. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Maybe one one goat was just going down. It was just tired. <laughs> right. In, in the throes of death. He but, said, uh, he said, you know what? That carrot's not worth it. Sure. Are, are we positive the pilot's not entering into sexual congress with a stewardess and they accidentally hit the mic button <laughs> and now they're like, I don't know what happened. That's really weird. <laughs> Well, I mean, this is happening on multiple flights. So is this... There's a lot of pilots and need, stewardesses out need, there. We need to look at the... Is this the same same pilot? Sure. I don't know. Or it could be pilot steward. Too. Yeah, we have, we have no idea. Yeah. Right. It's 2022. Mm-hmm. They have male, male stewards on planes. Aren't they called stewards? Or do we just call I, them all flight attendants I think they're now? all flight attendants now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Huh. Educate yourself. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm going to check my privilege because I did not know that. And that's on me. I, I apologize. I hope I did not trigger anyone. Uh, but anyway, there you go. So, um, oh, wait, there's an ep- there's an update here at the bottom of the story. It says, uh, the medical intercom theory is likely a dead end, John NYC reports. That's a Twitter handle if you want to go follow it. Okay. Uh, reports that an anonymous insider confirmed they no longer is, exist on American airline flights. And even if they existed, medical intercoms didn't patch into the announcement system. They only allow flight crew to talk to medical staff on the ground. Hmm. Um, so we know it's so we know it's not that. Okay. Official response is still that it's engine noises, but yeah. they don't sound like an engine to me. It doesn't sound like an engine to me either. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not an airline mechanic or engineer. That's true. Neither so. am I. <laughs> I know nothing. I'm not a mechanic of any type, so I don't know. But I watched Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> I know what airplanes sound like. Yeah, I saw the original and Maverick. <laughs> was Maverick good? It was okay. Okay. Uh, the one thing that really annoyed me about it is during all the like fight scenes, you know, uh, dog fight scenes. Yes, you can hear the pilots like grunting mm-hmm. because of the G force and you know and everything. <laughs> Does it sound like that? It sounds a little bit like that. <laughs> it, I don't know why that bothered me about it though. Huh? Thomas's girlfriend loves Miles Teller, so Thomas was like, "I hate this movie." And I'm like, "Why are you jealous of Miles Teller?" He's never going to talk to Jesse ever. Right. Let her have her fantasy, man. It's like, I like Kelly Kapowski. She likes Miles Teller. Your mom likes Jerry O'Connell or whoever. I don't know who her, her person is now. It's like, huh. that's how it goes, you know? It's like, all you got to do is just make her jealous is be into a real hot celebrity. 
You know? <laughs> just pick one. Yeah, just pick one. And then never let it go and be 45 and still talk about how you want to sleep with a lady from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> it's like that's that's the only way you'll ever get justice in this. <laughs> All right. Um, Beyond Meat suspends COO after arrest for allegedly biting a man's nose. Okay. Now, Beyond Meat, is this one of those uh, – like plant-based meat alternative That's companies? That's right. Okay. Yes. Uh, the COO, Beyond Meat's chief operating officer, Doug Ramsey, has been suspended effective immediately, the company said Tuesday, following reports of the executive's arrest for allegedly biting a man's nose during an altercation. The plant-based meat producer said operation activities will be overseen on an interim basis by Jonathan Nelson. Uh, who's one of the senior VPs there. Uh, Ramsey was detained on Saturday on charges of third-degree battery and for threatening, according to court records, he was released on $11,000 bond on Saturday. According to media reports, the incident happened at a parking garage near Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Huh. Now, this isn't – the Razorbacks played Texas A&M this week, so this is whoever they played the week before that. Gotcha. Ramsey took on the COO role in December of 2021 after her having served three decades in various leadership roles at Tyson's Food. Um, last year, Beyond Meets then financial chief, Mark Nelson retired shortly after being named in fraud claim lawsuits. So they're having a little bit of trouble over it beyond a little meet bit, with their chief bit. executives. So uh, this dude clearly got drunk at the Arkansas game, <laughs> got into an altercation, got into a fight, and bit a dude's nose. I don't think that's that's not that big a deal, right? In my mind, I like to imagine that the dude was Chris Farley sure. from Dirty Work with sure. Norm McDonald. <laughs> I got you, yes. Uh, I, I'm a chief operating officer. I would like to think that – you know, Shane would celebrate me being willing to bite another person's nose in a physical altercation, mm-hmm. right? That would be a quality I would want in someone. I would imagine they wouldn't see it coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just get him right on the nose. Maybe he went in like he was going to kiss him on the lips. And then he was like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> Got you on the nose. <laughs> it was like a oh, slow embrace. Yeah. Well, I mean, you yeah, bite somebody on the nose, you lose your job. That's just America we live in is, now. Yeah. It's at cancel least, culture. <laughs> at least if you're working in the meat alternative industry. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We don't I don't even want to get into how biting another human's nose is definitely not vegetarian. <laughs> that's that's an easy joke to make here. <laughs> yeah. I do. Maybe I mean, is this what happens if you eat too much? Well, yeah, I mean, if you don't have yeah. you don't have enough protein. You in your don't have diet. enough animal protein. Yeah, in you. yeah, that's you start it. going for the nose. You just become ravenous for flesh <laughs> of any type. <laughs> just end up biting another man's nose. Out of the things you could, you know, out of the uh, appendages, I guess you could get bitten on. I don't think the nose would be real fun. No, no. I There's one so. other one I wouldn't want, but like fingers, I could take a bite on a finger. Mm-hmm. I think. Ear, that'd bother me a little bit. <laughs> Watch out, Mike Tyson. Yeah, Tyson. He got right <laughs> in on that. I don't know. But the nose, I bet you that'd be painful. 
getting hit in the nose hurts. It hurts bad. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it'll water your eyes up and everything. God, it hurts so bad. Having two boys, I've been headbutted so sure. many times. No, yeah. You I gotta was, watch out. I was telling a friend of mine who was, uh, he had just had a baby. And I was, he was like, you know, I don't really know a lot about being a dad. You know, it's like all of us when yeah. we become a dad. I was like, man, all you really need to know is you're not going to have any peace and quiet for the next 20 years. <laughs> and I was like, and for about the first 10 years of that, you're constantly going to hit, get hit in the groin. And I was like, that's really all you need to know. I was like, once you come to real grips with that's just how life works, it's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So he didn't seem to encourage with my advice. <laughs> yeah, no free time. You know, when you sit down after a long day now and you do nothing, yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. No. No, you're going to have to do stuff. Well, John, I got a story here about some, if there wasn't enough competition in the podcasting space. <laughs> okay. The CIA launches their first podcast, The Langley Files, which reveals that working at the agency is more boring than Hollywood makes it seem. Sure. That's what they want you to think. That's what they want you to think. Right. It seems like everyone is launching a podcast these days, and now comes the Central Intelligence Agency. But don't expect any major revelations from CIA's The Langley Files, which is really a PR outreach initiative to burnish the agency's image as well as dispel notions that it's a glamorous line of work is often portrayed in pop culture. Is it portrayed in pop culture as as glamorous? I don't know that glamorous (laughs) would be it. Exciting, maybe. I would would describe it as murky. Yeah, dangerous. Ethically gray. Sure. There's a lot of gray (laughs) area. Yeah. As the agency explains, the mission of the Langley Files, a CIA podcast, is to educate and connect with the general public, sharing insight into the agency's core mission, capabilities, and agility as an intelligence leader, and to share some interesting stories along the way, and to brainwash the public so that they'll vote for whoever we command them. That's exactly (laughs) what it's going to turn into. The podcast features suspenseful intro music and a narrator explaining that CIA will be sharing what we can with stories that go beyond those of Hollywood scripts and shadowed whispers. The CIA director, Bill Burns, is the featured guest on episode one. We do usually operate in the shadows, out of sight and out of mind, Burns said in their premiere. However, he continued, in our democracy where trust in institutions is in short supply, it's important to try to explain ourselves the best we can and to demystify a little bit of what we do. Sure. According to Burns, one of the biggest misconceptions people have about the CIA stems from Hollywood depictions of intelligence field agents. Many people think CIA is a glamorous world of heroic individuals. Where are you getting your information, dude? <laughs> That's what he thinks. That's what someone who works for him does. He's like, no, no, boss. Yeah. yeah, no, they love us out there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, <laughs> they think it's the greatest thing in the world. This dude watched The Bourne Identity. Yeah. And he thought Jason Bourne was the bad guy <laughs> in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> who drive fast cars and defuse bombs and solve world crises all on their own, a la Jason Bourne, James Bond, and Jack Ryan. 
We get James Bond's British. He yeah. did the CIA. <laughs> I know. <laughs> On the podcast, Burns shared that he drives a 2013 Subaru Outback at posted speed limits. I doubt that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, Bill Burns, he drives as fast as he wants. Sure. And there's not a single beat cop out there that would ever pull him over and give him a ticket. Right. No, he he adopt or maybe I adopted the CIA's philosophy that you should always drive an unassuming vehicle mm-hmm. if you want to not be picked on by the law. You know, right? Like you don't want to be in the Corvette; they're going to pull you over all the time. If you're in the Camry, along with eighty million other Camrys, they don't even pay attention to you. You just blend in. But I feel like, I mean, this dude, he could flash his badge. Absolutely. And, so he can, yes. he can drive what he wants to. Yeah, no, I, he does not follow posted speed limits. No. Nobody does. <laughs> yes. There is no, the biggest Christian rule follower, teetotaler, you know, drives over the speed limit. I guarantee you. And also, I bet you anything, his Subaru Outback has one of those little red buttons that you push it. And they, <laughs> the jet engine comes up. Jet the back. engine sprays oil all over the road for the people behind them. I bet it's armored. Sure. It's like that, uh, what was it? The Winter Soldier, Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson. He had that. Uh, I don't know. No, I've never even. It's one of those Marvel movies. Okay. He, he was attacked in his unassuming civil, civilian car, but it was like super armored. Right. And, yeah. Had all kinds of countermeasures. Like, it's funny. It's like, look, guys, I'm a normal guy. I drive a Subaru. I might as well be a lesbian. Don't be afraid of me. Yeah. Yes. Don't be afraid of me. No, I can take a fighter jet anytime I want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the CIA says that each episode of this podcast will be about 15 to 30 minutes long. That's a little light on content. Maybe yeah. that's all they can uh, share. Yeah, man. <laughs> if they shared any more, they'd have to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> and it will feature uh, host leading conversations with a range of special guests. The series is distributed on major audio platforms. Of course, you know, I mean, all these different ones, Apple, Google, all that Same stuff. Same ones were available. Same ones were available on. Right. Uh, somewhat ominously, one of the hosts of the Langley Files signed off the inaugural episode with this from all of us here at CIA, we'll be seeing you. Okay. <laughs> Just said, we're watching you. <laughs> we'll be seeing you. <laughs> Should have said, uh, from all of us here at the CIA, we're watching. Yes. <laughs> we'll know if you listened or you didn't. Yeah, and so that's the uh, that's it. But I tell you what, I mean, they said it right here. It's it's about PR. Uh yeah. and the CIA, I'm sure that they do a lot of good stuff. But sure. Tell you, I mean, <laughs> you look at history, they've done a lot of bad stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> they've caused some problems. I would like to invite the CIA on our podcast. Yes. And let's really get the PR going. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me about how you got into the crack game. You know, let's talk about that. I want to know what documents didn't get destroyed about the MK Ultra experience. Sure. Like, yes. What all did y'all do? Yes. I want to know about Cuba, JFK. I want to know about them all. <laughs> That's what we want to hear. That's yeah. what the people want to hear. If you want to be cool, just be out there like, yeah. We killed the president. You know, we had to. He's going to take us down. <laughs> that 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 part's true. And then everybody's like, oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah. I don't and know. It's like, well, they have, they you know, CIA gets plenty of funding. Sure. But they also have a huge. We, we need extra money sometimes. <laughs> yes. And when that happens, we sell crack. We just sell crack. 
<laughs> maybe we invade Afghanistan and then create an opioid, opioid epidemic in the United States. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we do. I don't know. I can't talk about it. I'm sure that's how it goes. I can't talk about that. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about a lady who's definitely on the CIA's radar. A University of Utah student was arrested Wednesday after allegedly making terroristic threats by posting on social media the same day as a Utes football game. She was going to detonate the nuclear reactor on campus if the team didn't win. Okay, I'm fascinated that this campus has a nuclear reactor on it. <laughs> the 21-year-old student posted the threat on the social media application Yik Yak. Are you familiar with Yik Yak? I'm not familiar with Yik Yak. I think it's like a messaging Okay, app. like WhatsApp or something? Yeah, something like that. Huh. The student was identified as Meredith Miller in a highly redacted report from University Police. Uh, it said on September 17th, the University of Utah Police Department was notified someone had posted a message on Yik Yak uh, that said, quote, if we don't win today, I'm detonating the nuclear reactor on campus, end quote. <laughs> Uh, University police determined a student did post the message and she was interviewed on Wednesday. She acknowledged posting the statement and was arrested and taken to the Salt Lake County Jail and booked for making terroristic threats. Um, she could not be immediately reached for comment on Thursday, and it's unclear if she had secured an attorney. The student claimed her statement was meant as a joke, the university said. However, Quote, we have a zero-tolerance policy for these kind of threats, end quote. Police Chief Jason Hanoyosa said in the statement. Um, Under state law, it doesn't matter that she was joking, even if they're completely incapable of carrying out the threat or the threat is made, but an attempt is not, it is still the same charge. Uh, so this lady's in trouble. Does the school have a nuclear reactor? I think so. I guess. <laughs> I mean, we it keep on. Say we it keep, I was gonna say we keep on talking about this. I, I guess. I guess there's a nuclear reactor at the school. It appears that there is. Huh. Well, I mean, yeah. Get you can't be saying stuff like that. I mean, we have a. I, this sounds like a perfect wife. If she's that <laughs> into the football game. <laughs> Your Saturdays aren't going to be ruined during football season. You said if this is in Salt Lake, right? Yes. So it's your favorite wife. Yeah, right. This is wife number one. <laughs> it's not BYU. This is the <laughs> University of Utah. Okay. Which I'm sure there's a lot of Mormons there, too. Mm -hmm. But I imagine everyone in Utah is a Mormon, even though my first cousin lives there, and he's definitely not a Mormon. But he's closer to one than I am. I was about to say, everyone there's a, a Mormon like everybody here is a Baptist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, this this girl sounds like wife material. Mm -hmm. Like, you want somebody that fired up about your team winning. They were coming off a heartbreaking loss to Florida. You know, they needed a win. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think that fired up the team? Like, man, if we don't win this game, yeah, yeah, we, this is it. The this fate it of the us. whole campus is in our hands. <laughs> the coach calls them together before the game. He's like, look, guys, I don't want to put extra pressure on you, but this girl is going to detonate the <laughs> nuclear reactor if we don't win. Let's go win this one for Meredith, guys. 
Slowly, Tiny raises his hand. Well, what's she going to do if we win? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, Alabama's no stranger to rabid fans. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we've had our share. The guy poisoned some trees. We've had people shot after games. I was like, a guy shot his son. Yes, that's right. I think a guy shot his wife, too, mm-hmm. one time. So... Which is ridiculous. Yeah, it but happens. It, 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 it's a it thing. happens. It happens. Sports are awesome. That's that should be proof <laughs> enough. If you're one of those people out there, like I don't understand how people enjoy sports. That's what you're missing out on. You're missing out <laughs> on something so awesome it'll make you commit a felony. People care that much about politics and sports. Right. No one has ever shot anybody over a game of checkers. <laughs> That we know of. At least not since the Wild West. Sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Meredith, I don't think she should be. We should drop the charges. This is clearly somebody was goofing off mm-hmm. on Yik Yak, trying to make a funny before the game. And meanwhile, if you go in her dorm room and yeah. open up her closet, right. <laughs> she has. Hey, Josiah. <laughs> Can you come back and close the door? <laughs> he, said, he said no. He said no. Oh, <laughs> uh, So yeah, uh, as I, <laughs> you go to her, her dorm room, you look in her closet, and she's got you know rope and zip ties sure. and a gun, right, and all everything you need. <laughs> the, like, why do you walk in and there's an ISIS flag hanging on her wall, <laughs> yeah. right there next to her? College, yeah, right. yeah, you got like her Utah pennant, <laughs> ISIS flag, sorority letters, and all that up there. Yeah, all right, John. What do you say? What do you know about uh islands in the Pacific? I know a little bit, not a lot. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of islands in the p- Pacific. I have trouble saying Pacific, <laughs> yes, yes, I do too. Uh, well, there's a new island that emerges from the sea after only 11 hours of volcanic eruptions. Oh, wow. Which is crazy. That's like crazy fast yeah, for an entire quick. island to be right. formed. I thought this I would took, like to put a bid in on it. Yeah. I thought, well, we could own it real cheap, real quick. <laughs> I thought this took, you know, billions of years, but apparently not this time. Only 11 hours. <laughs> volcanic eruptions in the Pacific Ocean have created a new island. In Tonga, its growth captured on satellite imagery. An underwater volcano awoke on Saturday, September 10th. Just 11 hours later, a new island rose up out of the ocean, NASA's Earth Observatory said in a news release on September 14th. The volcano along Home Reef continued to gush lava, ooze gas, emit steam, and erupt multiple times a day, according to daily updates from Tonga Geological Service. The volcanic activity has incrementally grown the new island. Uh, Satellite imagery shared on Thursday shows the island initially a dark shape lurking under the water now emerges as a bright as bright green footage shows slightly shape shifting day to day. The island continues to emit a plume of steam as it steadily grows. The new island stands about 50 feet above sea level as of Monday, September 19th. The landmass measures 692 feet from north to south and about 715 feet from east to west the same day. The island has an area of about 6.8 acres, the monitoring agency said. Three tectonic plates meet at Tonga's home reef 
Uh, it is the fastest converging boundary in the world. Collisions between these plates cause volcanic activity. Volcanic activity has created islands in home reef four times before, according to NASA. These islands tend not to last, returning to the sea after a few months or at most a few years. But the volcanic activity at home reef poses low risk to those living on other islands in the area. Uh, it's about home reef is about sixteen hundred miles northeast of New Zealand. Hmm. So I mean, I guess uh, it's sad that it's not going to hang around, but uh, that's crazy, man, for a whole island to just I mean, pop up just in pop one up. day. Well. Yeah, I, that's cool. I've spent weeks working on my patio, <laughs> and it's still not done, and the whole island just pops up like that. It's crazy. You just got to go volcanic, volcanic, <laughs> volcanic on it. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> just you got to get fired up about it, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, that's wild. You know uh, mm -hmm. that it could happen that fast. I wonder. I don't know. Like you, you go to. Where Iwo Jima? I was thinking of a, a Pacific island, and we look at it and go, "Oh, this thing's four million years old, or mm -hmm. whatever." And in reality, it's like, "Oh, this thing came up like <laughs> like half a day one day, and it's just been here ever since." So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I've always wondered, like, where does the dirt come from? Because they talk about how how rich the volcanic ash is, and like. It's good for plants and whatever, but right. like if if lava blows and this island rises up out of the ocean, right? Like, do plants do they just start growing out of that? I don't know ash. I don't know. I watched the thing one morning. I want to say it was a Sunday morning. I love uh, CBS Sunday morning, the greatest <laughs> TV show. I watched it with my parents growing up. I still try to watch it now. Did you say CVS? CBS. Okay. Yeah. No. Not, CVS Sunday morning is something totally yeah, it's different. It's totally different. That's people when they're trying to buy Sudafed to make methamphetamines. Uh, but it was this guy who was trying to create soil. He thought we were in a we were coming into a soil crisis mm. in the world. Right. And that it takes, according to him, I never thought about it. Millions of years to create just like one inch of soil with mm -hmm. things breaking down and all that. And I never thought about that before. So he was trying to speed it up. Yeah, and he was trying to figure out ways to to get more soil that could be livable and growable and all that into the environment through breaking down different leaves and compost, all this type mm -hmm. of stuff. I never thought about it. Was you he know? successful? He or said he's made some progress. Okay. But yeah, to me, it just never occurred to me that like, oh yeah, there's a limited amount of dirt that mm -hmm. we have, and if we keep screwing it up, and his point is like it, we have erosion problems, so it's getting washed into the ocean, or it's getting lifted into air and taken somewhere else or whatever, and so he was big on let's preserve what we do have, mm -hmm. going to no-till farming and things like that, so... Anyways, I don't know how I got on that other than we talked about dirt. <laughs> what were we talking about? I was about to say, yeah. we talking about islands coming out of the ocean. So according to him, it takes a long time to make dirt. Huh. So I don't know how dirt ends up on a volcanic island. Last time I was, I went to Disney World, which now this was back in the 90s. So sure. It's been a while. But you go to Epcot and they put you on this little boat ride and they're growing plants just yes. out of the side of the wall. Vertical like, farming. Yeah, with no dirt right. at all. So I think... It may have been cash money 
oddity millionaire mm-hmm. is doing some vertical farming. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's becoming more and more popular. Or maybe I had a conversation with Olivia about it that they were doing it at their school. Um, I know I watched a, it may have been on that same program because it was all talking about environmental stuff like Seattle and cities like that are doing vertical farming now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just taking a an old industrial building that had been emptied, turning it basically into a, a greenhouse and um, growing rows of rows of crops that would take 10 acres to grow. You're growing in like one quarter of a city block. How heartbreaking would that be if you spent all this time, you've dedicated your whole life to trying to create dirt? Yeah. And, and then, then the world like, is like, we don't, hey, we don't even we're really fine. need it. We got vertical farming and hydroponics. <laughs> like, we don't even really need dirt. Yeah. That's true. We got plenty of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man, we're great. We're, we don't even don't even worry about it anymore. But, uh, Erosion, schmosion. Exactly. We're fine. Um, doctors remove 50, that's 50, double A and triple A batteries from a woman's gut and stomach. Are you positive? (laughs) (laughs) Doctors in Ireland removed 50 batteries from a woman's gut and stomach after she swallowed them in an apparent act of deliberate self-harm. The woman, (laughs) 66, she's 66 years old, was treated at St. Vincent's University Hospital in Dublin after ingesting initially an unknown number of cylindrical batteries, according to the report of the case. An X-ray revealed multiple batteries in her abdomen, although thankfully none appeared to be obstructing her GI tract, and no batteries showed sign of structural damage. The treatment team initially took a conservative approach, meaning they observed the patient closely to see if and how many batteries would pass through the GI tract on their own. Over a one-week period, she passed five AA batteries. I feel like I could do better. Let's get her some Taco Bell, you know? (laughs) Uh, But x-rays taken over the following three weeks showed the vast majority of the batteries had failed to continue progressing through her body. By this time, the patient was experiencing abdominal pain. She then underwent a laparotomy in which surgeons made an incision to access her abdominal cavity. Um, They found, sorry, an ad popped up. They found that the stomach pulled down by the weight uh, of the batteries had become distended and stretched into the area above the pubic bone. The team then cut a small hole in the stomach and removed 46 batteries from the organ. Included uh, These included both AA and AAA batteries. Four additional batteries stuck in the colon were milked. That's quote, <laughs> unquote, milked into the rectum and removed through the anus. This worst, w- worst milk ever. <laughs> <laughs> this brought the total number of ingested batteries to 55. A final x-ray scan then confirmed that the woman was uh, battery-free and went on to have an uneventful recovery. <laughs> now, my big question in all of this is that she did it as an apparent act of self-harm. I know. Like, I've never heard of someone trying to kill themselves by swallowing batteries right. before. Like, out of all the things. <laughs> I, look, I don't want anyone out there to do anything no, but pills. No. <laughs> That's well, how you do it, right? Do you think like she just had a battery drawer 
in her kitchen one night and was like, I'm, I'm ready to end it all. And I know what'll do the trick. I don't even have to leave the house. I just get enough batteries in me. And then when you do that and it doesn't work and you have to go through like three weeks of doctors looking at your poop and <laughs> x-raying you and doing scans. I just imagine somebody in your family, like, you know, the, the, the batteries on the remote went out. Sure. And just, do we have any more AA batteries? Right. No, I ate them all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, uh, I was playing Xbox and my, my battery went dead in my, my controller here. Uh, I thought we had a bunch. Did, yeah. Have you seen them? Last time I was at Sam's, I bought like the big old <laughs> right. huge... Like value pack of them. But that Maker's Mart or whatever it is <laughs> called. All gone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we bought that before. I know exactly the one you're talking about. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know about you, but my kids, they can go through some batteries. Well, now it's gotten a lot better because they have rechargeable controllers for the Xbox. Mm-hmm. But the one Ollie was using, which is the one I use now, but I only play like one night a week. Uh was he was burning Ollie was burning through batteries on the Xbox, mm. just crushing them. Yes. And then we think well, you know, of course, the first like little ding, hey, your batteries are getting low, he was automatically switching them out then. Right. Like, you, like man, you got a a lot a lot more time you can go and play. But yeah, we probably we probably wasted a hundred dollars worth of batteries on Ollie. Man. It's tough. Yeah. And they they're not cheap. They like to charge for them. Anyway. And this lady ate 50 of them. She ate 50 of them. Wow. It's tough. I mean, when we first were talking about what we were going to talk about on the show, I assumed this was going to be one of those My Strange Addiction ladies where she just yeah, right. had this strange compulsion. She's addicted to batteries. But no, she was trying to, trying to hurt herself. Kill herself by swallowing batteries. Now, have you ever seen Cool Hand Luke? I have. Okay. 50 you know, eggs. He's 50 eggs. <laughs> yeah. that. Maybe it was a scenario like that where she was just like, I can eat 50 batteries. <laughs> She's just wanting to prove herself. I tell you what, if those batteries ruptured. Oh, I don't know. I would imagine that'd be. Sure. That'd be bad, bad thing. Cool Hand Luke, what a great movie. It's a good movie. One of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. You talk about 13-year-old John watching that on TBS with his parents. <laughs> and the lady's like washing her car. And you're just like. This I, I I didn't know women look like this, you know. Right. None around here do. And <laughs> yeah, that was wild. Well, we want to thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for all of their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. The lady in the last story was only going to eat one AA battery, but then she put Cajun Curl on it. <laughs> she couldn't, she couldn't stop. She <laughs> ate 50 of them. It goes well on batteries, chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blend of Spice, and you can also find recipes that will blow your mind. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. 
All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt. It has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous, Cajun Curl by You Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, what do you say we go to the phones? Okay. What? Say we don't. All right. No phones. <laughs> it's probably, the show went up kind of late last week. True. And they probably just hadn't had time to yeah, listen it's, and call in. It's so. not that they don't care. Yes, we'll check nah. in We'll check in next week. Right. It, it couldn't possibly be that they don't care. No, no, <laughs> never that. Never that they don't care or we're just doing this for nothing. But that we, I've missed three years of NFL football for nothing. <laughs> it's really nothing. Yeah, this can't be that. We do have some questions. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can head on over to our Discord server and look in the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from Nicole. She says, can you please be Hudson for Halloween? (laughs) (laughs) That would be funny. I would break my cardinal rule of not dressing up as an adult. I've done it once. That was for Tara's birthday party. Oh, that's right. That was fun. That's the last time I ever dressed up. <laughs> but I might do that and That'd just not say anything to him about it. Just do it. Yeah. You need a wig. Yeah, I'd probably need a wig. And I guess just a silk shirt. Yeah. With like the top three buttons I, I got a Hawaiian shirt from when I dressed up for Tara's thing. Yeah. Unbutton the buttons on that. Some blue jeans. Tuck in my shirt with a belt and some little what I call pee patch shoes. Because they're like shoes you put on to go out to the pee patch, but <laughs> they're vans or whatever. Get some little shoes like that. There you go. All right. I could do it. I could do it. <laughs> no, cool. I'd get Dieter to dress up like Thomas with like a dirty little mustache and all that. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a maybe, Nicole. I don't like dressing up, though. <laughs> Our next question, again, Nicole. The fam and I might move to Idaho next year if everything works out. Do you have any advice for this California girl on things not to do in an extremely conservative state? Is Idaho extremely conservative? I believe so. I believe okay. there are. I know there's a bunch of racists up there. Of, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of white supremacists. You think up a bunch of neo Nazis are going to vote blue, John? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> uh, I would say just. I mean, just be yourself. And be cool. That's all you need to do in life. Mm-hmm. You know, be who you are. But also, if who you are is a f- something that might bother people you're around it, don't be that person as much. You know, like <laughs> dial it back a little bit. Right. I think that's really all you can do. Uh-huh. But I don't know anything about Idaho other than Boise State football and potatoes. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Don't wear your Black Lives Matter shirt if you go out to dinner, <laughs> unless you won't spit in your food. <laughs> sure. Maybe get a MAGA hat. <laughs> but just be who you are, but be be genuine, you know? Yeah. Like, if I if you were to drop me in the 
uh, into Saudi Arabia, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I wouldn't compromise who I was, you know, like, hey, I believe in Jesus and all that. But also, but you might not wear your WWJ bracelet. And I probably wouldn't be like shoving a New Testament in everybody's face, telling them that they're wrong. Right. You know? Yeah. I'm like, hey, let me just be cool here and be true to myself, though. And I think everybody will respect that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that's all you got to do. There was a lot of talk. Oh, yeah? About moving to Idaho? (laughs) Yes. Move to the South, Nicole. This is where it's at down here. That'll do it for questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just move to the south, Nicole. And uh, when you don't move south and you yeah. move to Idaho, uh, best. What am I trying to? What am I trying to say? What do you say to someone who who's moving? Like, good luck, best wishes. Yeah, good best luck. wishes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Godspeed. There you'll, you go. Yeah, you'll be fine wherever. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, just based on the limited interactions I've had with Nicole, she seems like a normal person. Mm-hmm. So, as, as long as you're normal, that's all. And you can be cool and go. All right, I'm in a different place. People may have different ideas than I do. I don't want to be harsh in their vibe or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be in everybody's face going, "Hey, y'all are wrong." I like potatoes. And yeah. I would like to is, are the Idaho potato. potatoes are they are they really like that good? They're, I, I think they're the best potatoes in the world. That's right? what I've been told my yeah. whole life. So I don't know why is Idaho not filled up with Irish people. I don't know. You know, maybe there are a lot of Irish people Could be. in Idaho. Like the fighting Irish should be Boise State's <laughs> mascot, not Notre Dame. <laughs> not Notre right? Dame. Yeah, I don't know. Is that racist against Irish people? You know what? I, Can we be racist to Irish people? There was a time. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. They got it big time. But now they're just lumped in with Yeah, the, now they're with just sterile white, white folks like us. <laughs> I know. Right. Man. That's, I mean, uh, congrats on all the privilege they've. <laughs> that we've got. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. You are Irish, right? Yeah. It took us decades sure. before they issued us white, <laughs> well, white privilege cards. Welcome aboard. <laughs> we finally got our white privilege. We're having discussions about the Italians right now. To, to whether we're letting them in or not. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we got to decide on them. Then we'll go to Greeks next. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Jewish people, no. Well, I don't. <laughs> I think Jewish people sometimes are white and are sometimes Jewish, you know? Well, now. Like you'll see them on Twitter sometimes being like, white people, we have to clean up our act. And then the next one, they'll be like, I'm not white, I'm Jewish. And you're like, Okay, which one is it? Like, join our team or not? We're cool either way. I was about to say, Whoopi Goldberg. Sure. She got one told the, real quick that they're not white people. <laughs> one of the most famous Jews, Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg. From from the tribe of Whoopi, Miss Goldberg. <laughs> she learned real quick that uh, the yeah. Holocaust... Yeah. It was, in fact, about race. It was. Yes. It 100% was. Yeah. Well, you would think being a Goldberg, she would know. But sometimes we don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, John, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. I'm just laughing at Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> what about it? She's just funny to me. Like... She got on the view and everybody got like they all like uh 
all your conservative uncles get triggered by Whoopi Goldberg. I was about to say, she was like a really, really, really great. I mean, I guess she still is a good actor. Yeah, yeah, comic. Back in the 80s and the early 90s, she was like loved by the everyone. everyone. Everybody loved Whoopi Goldberg. And all it took was her going on The View and being like, I don't really think Donald Trump's that cool. <laughs> and everybody's like, screw you, Whoopi. <laughs> well, half the country was. Sure, right. <laughs> like, we hate Whoopi Goldberg. Like, her opinion, nobody's listening to Whoopi Goldberg's opinion. No. Anybody, nobody's listening to anything on The View, if, right? If you are an actor, and it, maybe this is bad on me, but that automatically invalidates sure. your political opinion well, as far as if I care about well, it or not. Here's my thing. If in the last decade you haven't had to live off of a normal salary, I don't think your opinion matters about anything, <laughs> right? Yes. You know, like if you've had 10 years of you don't have to worry about uh, using your debit card until payday, then I don't have to, you don't need to talk to me. Yeah, you, you your know? job is to entertain me. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, like, you just don't understand what we're going through <laughs> down here. Yes. You don't know. You have no wisdom to offer. For well, they need to be talking to me and Tiny, and we'll tell you what it's like. You know, absolutely. Well, they don't. You don't know. Like you're super rich. We don't. <laughs> like you're. I know you got ideas or whatever, but you have no idea how it works out here in the world, mm-hmm. in the nine to five world, or three to eleven world, like Tiny is, or whatever. You know, they have no clue. No clue. Yeah, no clue. So if you. If you go out to eat on a regular basis, sure, and you're never concerned whatsoever with like the price, right? Of, yeah. of what an entree yeah. is, then yeah, that's what I'm saying. Say, yeah. You don't understand the plight of the common man. Uh, if it's been ten years since you've had to do that, if it's been ten years since you've had to order water so your kids could get a coke or whatever <laughs> yes. to keep the price down. Then, then you don't they, get to talk about anything. Or then you asked for lemon. Yeah. So you can you put can the lemon and Splenda in your water and mix you up some lemonade. Yeah, that's right. If you haven't <laughs> done that in a decade, then you have no opinion on anything that's go like yeah. the rest of us. Uh-huh. You know, we, we don't listen to you. And where would we be, John, yeah. with like a war raging across Europe right now in the right. Ukraine? Yeah. Where, how, how would we make sense of any of that without the opinions of highly paid actors <laughs> and entertainers to explain to us how Vladimir Putin is so evil? <laughs> See, that, that's it. <laughs> that's my whole point about being out of the game for like a decade or more is that you think. All right, everyone wants to know what I think about this because I starred in a superhero movie, you know, <laughs> yes. that everybody wants to be. Or like when the pandemic hit and all those stars saying, uh, what was it, Imagine or whatever oh, on yes. Zoom. I remember that. <laughs> if you were a normal person that was like, I hope I can buy food for my family. You would never go, what we need right now is a song (laughs) to make us all feel better. (laughs) They're just been out of the game too long. That's my whole point. I want to get there. I want to be a person who never has to worry about the things that you and I have to worry about. Mm -hmm. And that's my dream. I'm not jealous of them. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. But you just then, don't know what it's like out but here. But then in the you real turn world. around and act like you speak for us, <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> and then the people that are like into it, the the people that are like, oh yeah, well, oh, Kevin Bacon made a good point, or you know, whoever. <laughs> 
you 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 should be allowed to vote. You know, <laughs> like we should take away your right to vote because yeah. you're not down with the cause like we are down here in the proletariat, right? Or mm-hmm. is that the boot? Yeah, we're the proletariat. I'm trying to get to the bourgeoisie, mm-hmm. right? I want to be one of those people that are like, we're going to guillotine him because he has too much money. You know, <laughs> right. That's the dream, right? You want to be those people. That is the dream, yeah. sticking people in the guillotine. <laughs> well, I want to be a person that is guillotine qualified, you know, like right. where they're like, the longs have a lot of money. We need to take them out. That's who I want to be. Mm-hmm. That's my goal in life is to be rich enough to win the uprising begins they're they like wanna, you're at fault yeah they're 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 <laughs> holding me responsible right i feel like i'd be way down the list though oh yeah i think yeah. so because i wouldn't unless i stumble into some invention or something i don't imagine i would get into billionaire like they're gonna take out musk and all them people first right mm-hmm. well musk if he don't Get on a rocket and leave the sure. planet yeah, before they get true. to him. They did jump on that rocket thing real quick. As soon as they got the money, they're like, we need to figure out a way out of the whole planet. <laughs> it goes bad. We need to get out of here. All right. Well, anyway, our patrons, we need to thank our patrons. Thank you so much for supporting this. Your patience knows no bounds. <laughs> That's right. We would like to mention by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, The Driver, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Yeah. Again, thank you all so much. It it warm, warms the cockles of my <laughs> enlarged heart that you donate to this podcast. Yes. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but the $5 tier gets you the extended show. That's like a whole extra show after this That's one. That's right. And speaking of extensions, what are we going to talk about today? We'll talk about sex in space. Oh, wow. Yeah. One of my favorite. (laughs) One of my favorite topics. Sure. Uh, We're also going to discuss Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Okay. Uh, There's an actor on that on that show who uh, had plans to assassinate Justin Trudeau. Oh, I like it. (laughs) There we go. Talking my language. You got anything else? No, other than if we get a hundred patrons, we'll do video. That's right. Live stream that starts at a hundred patrons. Sure. So. It's, it only costs you $5. Five and bucks is so cheap. Listen, there's a lot of podcasts out there. They try to pull this, you know, it's only $2, but it's $2 a week. Yeah. Or it's $3 a week. Right. We are $5 a month. Sure. You're not going to know that. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We've got some show art. You can check that out, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes. And we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. 
We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons. We're here. That's right. We're going to do a patron show for you. We are. The same quality content you've come to expect. (laughs) But more of it. But more of it. Yes.